morning and welcome to Talking Green, a four-part podcast series in partnership with Nedbank Commercial Banking. My name is Paul Herman, editor here at the AdSpace Studio. With me today, we have Mark Bossoff, Head of Sustainability at Nedbank Commercial Banking. Mark, welcome to the podcast and lovely to have you. Thank you very much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here again. So diving right in, um, you have a very interesting role at Nedbank. Part of your job is that you help businesses move closer to their own sustainability goals. So for those that aren't aware, perhaps you can tell us exactly what is sustainability funding? Sustainability funding um, refers to any financial support that could be provided to a client or a business um, that assists them to promote environmental or social or corporate um, responsibility. Um, And you can get it from um, banks, you get government, you can get NGOs and those, um, all those kinds of um, businesses. So what would you say are some of the reasons that businesses look towards these options in trying to become more sustainable? I think it's very much a case of business is starting to realize that sustainability, climate resilience, those kinds of um, terms that we're talking about now are more about business continuity than anything else. So it's really to stay in business, to keep paying the salaries for their staff, keeping their services going and paying creditors and suppliers. So very much initially, it's just to keep the business going. Um, Think of load shedding that um, businesses can't um, operate and they've taken various steps now to do so. This um, involves cost cutting and efficiencies. There's lots of cost savings. You save on electricity bills, water bills, um, those kinds of things. Risk mitigation, I've basically covered it, that um, if you um, don't have electricity, you can't keep your business going. If you ha- haven't taken um, business continuity steps to prevent um, floods or, or risk uh, m- mitigate that risk, um, you are going to have issues. So it's all about risk mitigation. New competitive revenue opportunities. Just think, for example, a, sim- a simple one, um, solar. Um, a couple of years ago, it was a small small niche little industry, it's now massive and it's growing at um, huge rates. Innovation comes to the fore through this and um, it's very much about employee development retention and at the end of the day just making this planet a best place to to, um, thrive. So what has prevented some of these businesses from looking into these options in the past? In the past there was, uh, for and foremost, there was um, very much a a lack of access to funding that made sense in sustainability. If you think of sustainability, um, especially um, solar or renewable energy, it's something that had to be uh, purchased over and above what you normally do in your business. So you were buying a non-core asset just to keep the business going. And people were struggling to find the um, access to it, especially in these tough economic times. That has changed, and um, NetBank has um, got quite a few um, offerings that can assist with this. But it was also just a case of a lot of um, suppliers and um, vendor partnerships and that in the past were not very concerned about is there a client or 
Is there um, uh, a producer? Are they um, sustainable? And are they um, doing good things for the environment? Now it's become a big thing. You you'd often find companies that are saying, I won't buy from anybody that hasn't got the same values as me because I can't then claim that my supply chain is, um, is working um, and is, um, a, shall we call it, a green supply chain. And then very much resistance to change. I think, um, I just think of some international figures in, uh, in overseas and that where um, there's still denial as to whether there's climate um, risk and if it has been caused by climate um, change and all those things. Company size had a big impact on people just not doing so in the past. The smaller the company, the less opportunity there is to try and um, uh, uh, get over these things. Um, ingrained habits. We, we, we do things in a certain way and we keep doing it like that. Just think um, on a personal level and certainly not implying yourself, but um, individuals and that. This big um, upsetness, if you can call it that, about um, plastic straws. Um, they don't like the mouthfeel and um, it's those kinds of things. So it's ingrained habits that we've got to learn to change and has held people back in the past. Um, and then I think very much it's an a issue of internal adoption. More and more our employees are starting to say to us, we want to work for a company that is green, sustainable, and has the same values as I do because I want to leave a planet out um, for my kids one day that is going to, or my grandchildren, that is going to support um, life for them in a meaningful way. So what has changed to enable this to become more accessible for small or medium or larger businesses? As we mentioned in the previous question, um, the access to finance has become far more e um, easier for the, um, the clients. There's also a lot of innovative finance that is happening um, where we're looking at the type of asset. This is not a factory machine or a, um, a piece of equipment that you're going to be using. It's, it's something that is very specialized and has, a, especially in solar or renewable energy, has got a much longer repay, uh, payback period. So it's we've had to um, go into how do we make it more appealing and how do we actually assist our clients to not expend um, a very valuable working capital on something that they shouldn't have to look at. We should be able to switch on the lights. We should have water and all those kinds of things. Um, you also find that um, various government allowances have made it more accessible. Just think of this latest um, accelerated um, uh, a wear and tear depreciation or allowance that um, government has uh, done in the beginning of the year, where you now can get 125% back as a business if you invest in, um, the, uh, in solar. So there's a whole lot of um, support that is now going out there. Think of government's um, energy bounce back scheme. That, that's assisting clients to also do this, especially those clients that are hard pressed for cash and are economically struggling at this stage. And I think as much as it's a crisis, I think the energy situation in South Africa has had a huge impact on this. People were forced to go and find solutions and industry, um, financial industry was forced to find a way to assist our clients to do that. With that in mind, I mean, what sectors would you say are currently experiencing a boom when investing in either renewable energy or other sustainable equipment? I think the 
the one industry that is scoring at the moment um, and is just growing phenomenally is this um, renewable energy industry. Just think of um, the new development that's happening in um, the equipment, solar panels, inverters, batteries, um, installers, uh, um, various bodies that assist with um, keep providing advice and all that, um, all those affiliated um, products and services that go with it. So, that's the industry to be in right now, um, and we have to um, take very big cognizance of what's happening there. But all sectors have um, experienced a boom um, in this. In either they need it or they are moving into that direction. And then I think Agri is one of the biggest ones that have um, seen a, a huge um, amount of work going in there to make it uh, easier for them to do their business. So uh, a lot of businesses have perhaps been understandably worried about costs in the past. Um, in 2023, what does the return on investment look like for businesses that choose to start investing in some of this equipment? The ROI model is, um, or return on investment, is, is always foremost in people's minds, and especially businessmen, accountants, and those kinds of things. So they look very much at this asset, and they say, well, what can I get out of it? And if you look at it in a pure accounting fashion, it, it makes sense. But there's so much um, wider than just um, economics. So first of all, you've got your cost savings. Um, you produce some of your own electricity. You no longer have to buy it from ESCOM. You can curb um, um, increases in price. Um, and you, you don't have to pay for the electricity that you are generating. Um, so... It's, there's a whole lot of costs that go invo involved there. But let's not just look at solar. I mean, that's becoming a subject matter that is well explored. Have a look at um, industry, manufacturing. How many people have really had a good look at what the value is in their waste product that, that comes out there? Somebody else can turn it into um, a, a reusable product or um, use it for um, new inputs and those kinds of things. I'm thinking plastic, um, recycling glass, all those kinds of things. So. Whenever you've got waste product, have a look if there's not an industry that's looking for it. Huge cost saving. You can actually make some money out of it or um, at least not tip it into a, a dump. Then there's increased sales. And it sounds almost as if it's counterintuitive. But our younger generation and consumers generally nowadays are very quick to pick up who is green, who has got a great um, reputation for having sustainable business needs and those kinds of things. And we've seen all the big businesses moving in that direction because clients are voting with their, their wallets. So you can have a lot of increased sales and it, it could work quite well. Now you're going to have somebody like a manufacturer that says, nah, that's not really something I'm worried about. Let's not forget that when you put out a tender nowadays, most businesses, uh, most government tenders and that are going to ask, what are your green credentials? And they will, if you don't have them, they're not going to use you. So it's, it's, it's big business at the moment and something that we've got to have a look at. Another place that you save quite a lot is employing, employee recruitment recruitment and satisfaction. Um, a lot of employees are saying they want to, or uh, um, potential employees are saying they want to work with a company that has this similar values to what they have. We're actually seeing some polluting companies, um, uh, the way the employees are leaving. And they're just saying, it's not for more money, it's for um, better match in 
um, our, my, my responsibilities, my vision, and my wisdom. Risk reduction, a huge um, uh, uh, issue that people are looking at. How do I keep my environment and um, my supply chain safe? And um, I think it's, it's really a culmination of all these things that gives you a great ROI at the end of the day. Thanks, Mark. So Nedbank Commercial Banking is obviously an expert um, division that works with many, many businesses in helping them fulfill um, the, these obligations to their own businesses, but also helping it to make business sense. So what sustainable funding mechanisms does Nedbank Commercial Banking offer to the market? Well, NetBank Commercial Banking is taking the lead from um, the the group, NetBank Group, whose vision and mission and our um, purpose is very much about sustainability, climate resilience, um, and each of the divisions have been given um, very specific targets and um, uh, um, ideas, uh, or not ideas, um, uh, uh, strategies to work to. Commercial banking, we've um, had a look at not just um, your end user. So for the end user, you can finance your equipment. Um, you can finance it over a longer period, up to 10 years, because as we've said before, um, renewable energy has a much longer payback period, between seven and eight years. In the past, traditional financing was about um, five, six years, and it just didn't make sense for, for this kind of asset. We also don't um, d typically ask for deposits where clients um, are in good financial standing, and um, we could also we also have partnerships now with various um, uh, uh, businesses that offer advisory services, um, uh, give you access to um, acc accredited installers, um, access to tier one equipment, and those kinds of um, things that are so important when you're making this huge decision. Because let's face it, it's not a it's not a cheap option that you're going to, or it's it's going to cost you some money. For our suppliers, um, uh, um, renewable energy suppliers, we've got power purchase agreements where we'll fund um, their asset, um, which they use then to generate electricity for um, other for um, clients that are off-taking their energy and wanting green energy rather than um, relying on ESCOM. We have rental discounting options for our um, suppliers, and it's uh, something that we really look at um, holistically. But let's not forget, not everybody's a business. What about the consumer, the individual? Well, um, our retail area has um, a solution for individuals that they can look at where they can pay it off like, like a car loan. Uh, it works very well. And then we also have in our commercial investment banking space um, uh, those large utility scale solar farms, um, those kinds of things that um, our larger clients are looking at and government is asking for to support um, towns, cities and um, government in general. Perhaps a final thought, if you could leave a business leader or an individual one reason why sustainability is now both an imperative for them but can also make business sense what would you say? I think it's a trite um, a comment that is being made, but it is so true. It's no longer nice to have. It's, it's the right thing to do. And it's not just about um, the climate and um, the earth and all those things. This is business continuity. 
we have got to move forward where we can say with our hands on our hearts that our business is going to be here in the next 10 years because we've taken steps to prevent and also steps to um, mitigate any results that come um, out of climate um, risk. Thank you so much, Mark. That was lovely and informative for our listeners here. Um, if you are interested in learning more about Nedbank's offering, you can click on the article and um, click on the link below at the bottom. Thank you so much, Mark, for your time and have a great day further. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Green, a four-part podcast series on business sustainability in partnership with Nedbank Commercial Banking. My name is Paul Herman. Thank you so much for tuning in and see you next week.